Hey mamas, I am so excited to share this podcast with you as my best friend Tess is sharing both her birth stories with us. Every pregnancy and birth is different and every mama has different priorities when it comes to what she wants for birth to look like and sometimes there is guilt or fear wrapped up in the decisions she makes. In this podcast, Tess shares her two very different birth stories with us and how she overcame fears and self-doubt to come to a place of empowerment and acceptance of her birth experiences and who she is as a mother. I love her birth stories, and if you do too, make sure you subscribe, rate, and write a review of the Built to Birth podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so each platform knows to share this podcast to more mamas who need to hear these empowering birth stories. So let's hop into Tessa's birth stories. Hi. Hi. (laughs) It's good to see you. Good to see you too. I think it's funny that we live so close to each other and I haven't (laughs) seen you for like the last two months because of this shelter in place. I know. I see you and you drive by and we wave from our balcony and that's about (laughs) it. (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, thank you for taking time to share your story. I know having two little kids, it's it's hard to like get away, but thank you for hopping on and sharing your stories with us. Yeah, of course. I'm very thankful that I have a husband who can take over when and lets me do things like this. So and for nap time. Yes, and for nap time. <laughs> it's like a godsend for all mothers everywhere. It's the best time of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you we're just gonna hop into it because you have you have two kids. Why don't you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about yourself and your family before we get started? Because I know you really well. You're my <laughs> best friend, but not everyone else knows you. So why don't you just share a little bit about yourself and your family? Okay. Um, well, we have uh, I'm married to my husband Evan, um, and we have two little babies. We have uh, our first, our daughter Blake, and she is about 21 months. Um, and then we have our newest little boy, Brian, and he just turned three months. Um, and so we're adjusting to being a family of four and we're loving it. And, um, I feel like we just kind of like hopped right into starting a family. And so, um, I mean, it's great and I I love it. And I think that, uh, we just, we love being around each other. We love hanging Mm -hmm. out. Um, yeah. and we love learning what it's like to be parents as well mm-hmm. as, um, learning how to still be a married couple through all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just really fun. Um, we spend a lot of time with family. We spend a lot of time with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're just pretty easygoing, simple people, I guess. <laughs> I love it. So that's you in a nutshell. Yeah. For everyone who doesn't know you, that is Tess. Um, I know. I feel like being, sorry, I, I feel like being a mom, I feel like definitely, and I mean, I don't want to, I don't know, getting like super deep with everything, but I feel like definitely recently, especially with two kids now, I feel like I've learned that like, I'm kind of having like an identity crisis a little bit hmm. and feeling like, who am I? Like, am I just, um, is it like, okay to just be a mom or, Hmm. you know, just be a wife or those things. And I think I'm learning that, um, just that those things are good things and it's, it's okay to have, you know, your identity in, you know, I am a mom and I am a wife, great mom and a great wife. And, you know, I have my hobbies, I have things that make me, me. Um, Mm -hmm. but 
learning that like this is where I am right now and being okay with that and learning to love that and not being like pressured by I feel like society to be like well you Mm. need to have your own thing you need to find Mm. who you are and just being like this is a part of who I am this is the biggest part of who I am and that's good and that's a good thing so well yeah and I'm so glad you shared that off the off the bat because I think that's a big thing that moms like struggle with once they've had their baby I feel like so much preparation goes into the birth experience and then all of a sudden you go through this like really big transition where you're like oh my gosh my whole identity has shifted you know and it's not that you are gone it's just that you have changed yeah um and so like dealing with that identity shift and dealing with that kind of rediscovering where your identity lies yeah. and who you are is like a big thing to do. And it's a really big transition and experience. So I think that's great that you just mentioned that off the bat, that even though it can be challenging and, you know, it does feel like a bit of a crisis, mm-hmm. it's like there's good in that because change yeah. is good and finding, you know, worth in those things is really powerful because there it is such an important job to be a good mom and to be a good wife supporting your husband you know and like that can look different in so many different ways whether you're staying at home whether you're at work you know whether you're working from home whatever that is like there is worth and value in who you are as a mom as a you know businesswoman as a wife and all of those things so thanks for sharing that yeah yeah (laughs) Well, your so Blake is how twenty one months you said twenty one. I should know I that because my daughter, are, they're <laughs> like, like the same age. Apart. So that's why we're one of the reasons why we're so close is because we had our babies so close together. So it's been really cool just to like experience motherhood and like see yeah. each other go through this big transition of motherhood at the yeah. same time. Um, and since we're talking about Blake, why don't you share a little bit about your birth experience with Blake? Yeah. Um, so from kind of, I guess like from the beginning with Blake, while I was pregnant, um, I, I, it's funny to like think about the contrast of both pregnancies and both Mm. uh, deliveries. Um, but with Blake, I think I was, uh, pretty nervous, like Mm. going into, to being pregnant and especially as we got closer to delivery. Um, yeah. I was like trying to do all this preparation, but kind of feeling like not really knowing how and not Mm. really knowing like, just because you have no idea what to like, what to expect and trying to prepare the best that I could, but still feeling really nervous. Um, And then, but, you know, trying to be prepared and I had you, which was great too. And you were going through it at the same time. So it was nice. Um, yeah. And I remember like going through that pregnancy with you yeah. and we were both like facing it for the first time. And I remember you sharing just like how nervous you were. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't a doula yet. And so I was like, but I was like learning all this stuff and I was learning like, oh my gosh, like our bodies are like built to do this. And I yeah. was like super pumped for labor. And I remember you feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm a little more nervous yeah. <laughs> more than like excited. And yeah. I saw that like change as you like, got closer to to giving birth it was like you it was like coming to terms like okay I get to experience this I'm going to experience this and however it's going to be is going to be and kind of coming to peace with that I remember you kind of like going through that transition yeah and I think that that's something that is really important 
because not everybody has access to a doula. Not everybody, yeah. you know, has the information that doulas have. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just go into it and, you know, they don't have any preparation really. And so mm-hmm. I think like coming out of it, I definitely like learned like the way that it went was good and that's okay. Like it didn't, you know, have to be a certain way. Um, mm. And exactly how it happened was the way it was supposed to happen. But yeah. So. Wait, really quick before hopping, like before hopping into your birth story on yeah. a scale of one to 10 from one being like, I didn't know anything at all. I went in like blind to my birth experience to 10 being like, I was so prepared. I learned everything I needed to. I could have like, where do you feel like you were on the spectrum of like going into your birth experience with information? With Blake? Yeah. Um, maybe like a four. Okay. Great. Maybe, I feel like I feel like I knew things, but I feel like I wasn't like I feel like the fear was like taking mm-hmm. over being able to like actually like implement them and like yeah. like actually absorbing the information. I was just yeah. like, okay, and great. Using it. I just yeah. watched a lady give birth and now I'm even more terrified. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what do I even do with that information? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, yeah. That's good to know. Great. I love it. Okay. So keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, so with Blake, I Throughout the pregnancy, it was a really great pregnancy. Um, she was super healthy. I was super healthy. Um, at the end, I ended up having too much amniotic fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my doctor ended up wanting to induce me. And uh, and were you, were you like full term? I was past your due date? 39 weeks. Okay. And she wanted to induce me because the fluid, she was monitoring it and it just kept getting a little bit higher and it was making Mm -hmm. her uncomfortable. Um, But Blake was still healthy and I was still healthy. So, um, but going back to like being nervous and being a first time Mm -hmm. mom and being scared, I was kind of like, whatever you say, like (laughs) if you want to induce me, like I was nervous, you know, and I didn't really have anybody giving me any other information other than like, this is what you should do. And which is not a bad thing. You know, doctors have your best interests, I think, you know, and you Mm want to be able to trust your doctor. Um, So we ended up uh, getting induced at 39 weeks and um, labor was super intense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think we went in at about like 630 in the morning and, um, by the time I got there, when they started monitoring me, I already was like uh, two centimeters dilated and I already was having contractions. And mm-hmm. so now looking back, like hindsight, I'm like, man, I kind of wish that I would have just like waited a little bit longer if mm. if we were both healthy because I was already in pre-labor. Like I probably yeah. would have gone into labor on my own anyways, um, yeah. but that's okay. Um, and so I got there and we didn't have to do like the pill to soften my cervix mm-hmm. um, or the balloon or anything like that because my body was already, you know, doing it. Yeah, doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. And so they started me on Pitocin and they started me super low. Um, and then about like lunchtime came around like noon and I was having like kind of contractions and I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. I was like, this yeah. is going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then they came in and they're like, okay, well, we're going to break your water. And I was like, okay. And so mm-hmm. she broke my water and immediately things like went to a whole new level. Um, it was super intense. And then 
they ended up upping the Pitocin as well. And so mm-hmm. I, and now like hearing other moms stories of like their Pitocin and induction and everything, mm-hmm. they had me on like a 14 for the Pitocin. Yeah. And I was like, oh my goodness, finding out after what like, what act like normally. Yeah. On, I was like, why the heck was it that high? Because it was pretty intense. I, I yeah. remember like seeing the contractions just like going up and then all the way to the top and then flatlining and then coming yeah. And um, it was – Because I, I was there when that kind of was happening. Yeah. And I saw like the shift from when they broke your water to like all of a sudden it yeah. was like super intense where you're just like – it was just all consuming yeah. and very, very few breaks in between yeah. your surges. Yeah. And I remember, I remember like in my preparation with labor, like, um, I remember just like listening to things about like not letting the fear take over and, mm. you know, those types of, uh, those types of just not wanting to do that. And I remember specifically once I started like, looking at the monitor and seeing the Mm. contractions and I would start to see them coming my whole body would just be like no 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 like I don't like and I would get scared and at Mm. that point I feel like I was like okay this is when I know that I need an epidural like I can't do this anymore Uh, and I because I remember asking you you know are you are you in pain or are you suffering? And I remember you looking at me and you're just like, I'm suffering. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Then we need to make, you know, we need to do something to get, because yeah. we don't, nobody wants to walk away from their birth experience thinking like I suffered through that. Yeah. Like that's not good for anyone. And so that's when you, I'm assuming was about the same time when you were like, I think I need to get an epidural. Yeah. And going into it, I did not want an epidural. I was more scared I feel like of the epidural than I was of labor mm-hmm. um, just because uh, I have a health, like pre-existing health conditions. And um, because of those, I've had a ton of spinal taps and yeah. they've warned me before uh, just of like scar tissue and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I was, you know, I've heard horror stories of people being paralyzed after, which is just mm-hmm. awful. And I mean, not that that happens on the regular, but I was just really nervous about that. And so I was trying my hardest not to, you know, need that. And Mm -hmm. then it got to the point where I was like, no, I need it and give it to me now. I don't care what happens. (laughs) I just want the epidural. And so we ended up doing the epidural um, and it felt great. And I felt like I could relax. I felt like Mm -hmm. I could rest. It was like a weird, (laughs) like a funny part. It was, I don't know if you remember, but like at first it was like starting to come up and I was like, I'm having like trouble breathing a little bit. Yeah. And they like elevated me and it like went back down and so everything was fine. And then the guy came in and he like, they gave me like the test dose, you know, how they Mm -hmm. give you like just like starter dose at first and then they Mm -hmm. figure out where you need to be. And so he came back in and he was like, he was like, can you move your legs for me? Just like wiggle your toes. And I was like, I can't move anything. And he was like, (laughs) you can't move anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? (laughs) He just 
like so surprised because he was like, I have you on the lowest dose possible and you're completely like no function down there. And I, I love like, that you were on the highest dose of Pitocin and then the lowest dose of epidural. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh gosh. But then everything was fine. And, you know, I just, I ended up, I think, I think I ended up kind of napping for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's so weird. Time just, I feel like time is just not even a thing there. Like when you're yeah. in it, I'm like, yeah. what, like 15 minutes later, but no, it was probably hours <laughs> later. Yeah. Um, I remember telling Evan, I was like on my side and I was telling Evan, I was like, oh, the contractions are coming back. I need more of the epidural. Mm-hmm. Like they need to mm-hmm. up it. And so they, the nurse came in and kept telling me to push the button and we kept pushing the button and nothing was happening. And I was like, I need, like, I need more. Like I'm starting to be in a lot of pain again. Yeah. My nurse came back in and she was like, let me check you. And she checked me and she was like, nope, you're ready to go. Like, she was like, you're fully (laughs) dilated. You're ready to start pushing it. You don't need more epidural. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so then we called you back and you came back. Yeah. Um, and mind you, I was like almost nine months pregnant yeah. at this time too. So all the nurses were like, um, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> so I had gone home to like take Rest. a little nap and eat yeah. some dinner or something and then had come back and yeah, you were ready to push. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I remember it was like 8 PM mm-hmm. and we start. I started pushing and I remember my nurse saying, you're going to have the baby at like 8 50. And I was like, yeah. okay. And so we started <laughs> pushing and um, it was the epidural had like wore off to like the perfect spot. Mm-hmm. I was like looking back on that. I was so thankful because yeah. I could feel when I needed to push like mm-hmm. a little bit. Like I kind of still was like, oh, I don't really know. Um, yeah. But I could, I could feel like I could move my legs at that point. I could Mm -hmm. with assistance, but (laughs) (laughs) I could like feel, you know, I could feel more. And so I wasn't limp and numb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which makes it a lot easier to tune into your body and, you know, push with those contractions. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. I I was really grateful for that. Um, And I remember time going by so fast. I was like, (laughs) every time I would look at the clock, I feel like it had been like a minute and it felt like 20 minutes, if 20 minutes had gone by. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And I remember thinking like, <laughs> we're about to meet her 850. She said 850. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the, we just kept pushing every, con- with every contraction. And um, my nurse was amazing. Mm. Um, she kept just like telling me like, you know, not, not as hard, you know, push or harder mm-hmm. or like bear down or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm ways she was instructing me. Um, I felt like she did a great job. And I remember at one point in between contractions, I just was like needing to like, I felt like I just needed like a break in between. And I would just Mm -hmm. lay back and just like breathe and wait for the next one. And I remember at one point, Evan, my mom, Evan's mom, and you guys, and I don't think you guys were being loud. I think you guys were just kind of (laughs) like talking very quietly. And I remember being like, please stop talking. (laughs) you're just in the zone and you're just like no we're about to have a baby like I'm doing all the work and it it felt like everything was like enhanced and so Mm -hmm. I I just felt like I really needed like rest in between each contraction um 
And then it was like the last push and she was like, I, you know, the whole, like, you can see the head, keep pushing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that last push and I uh, still to this day, like the best feeling with both. Mm. It's the same with both epidural or no epidural. I felt like Mm. that feeling of when like you push your baby out and when like they bring just, it was just the best feeling. Mm. Yeah. Unlike anything else. It was really amazing. And what time was she born? 8.54. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I was like, wow. You <laughs> that are is amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. I love it. Well, looking back on that experience where, you know, it wasn't necessarily what you mm-hmm. were anticipating with the induction and getting the epidural, um, what kind of, like, looking back were some of the best things that you experienced during that labor and some of the things that you were like, oh, I, I wish we could have gone back and done that mm-hmm. differently if there are any things. Yeah. Um, I think more, to be honest, more than like like the practical things that I wish were different, I, I really think that I wish my mindset was different. Hmm. Um, wow. I feel like I wish that I was more – okay with just with what was going to happen Hmm. and rather than like okay I need to do things this way and you know if I don't do the don't do this this way this person's gonna you know think poorly of me or this this or that you know and so many outside influences yeah I feel like I really wish that I was just more like giving it up and being like however I can get my child here healthy Mm. and however I can keep myself healthy and however, you know, and, and not suffering, like you said. And, and I, I, I think the one thing too is that the epidural, I think it was necessary in the moment, um, Mm -hmm. and for just my own comfort and sanity. And I really don't Mm -hmm. think that I could have kept going without an epidural. Um, but the recovery from the epidural, and after mm. contrasting both uh, births, I, I do feel like I, I wish that I could have done it without an epidural, mm-hmm. but I don't want to like, but I don't think that I would have changed it, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 uh, no, totally. Because the recovery was difficult with the epidural. I do feel that. Why do you think that was the case? I, I don't know. I don't know, like, this really, like, the science behind, mm-hmm. like, what happens. Um, but just, like, from my experience, I feel like I had – I was so groggy. I, mm. like, couldn't get up and walk, it felt like, for, like, a couple days. I was, like, in so – like, I was in pain still. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if that's more related to just, like, tearing or being in labor for 12 hours, you know, mm. Um, but I do, I just feel like the recovery from the epidural was harder. Um, Mm. I, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like it was more difficult with the epidural was without, I feel Mm. like, and I know this will come with Brian's birth story, but I feel like without the epidural, I was like awake alert. I was like, all right, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) what are we going to do today? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that is sometimes the case because there is limited like sensations when you have the Mm. epidural. And so that's awesome that you were able to, you know, it was able to like wear off 
just enough so you could sense the surges and kind of feel the power of your pushing. But I feel like that is sometimes what happens is that, you know, you're pushing so hard because you don't, it's, it's hard to know what your body is telling you to do because you have those limited sensations. Yeah. And that is true. I do like remember and contrasting again, the births Mm. I do like with Blake, I could feel but I could not feel how hard I was pushing. Mm. I couldn't feel, you know, like when to stop on my own or anything like that. So I do think that that definitely played a role into Mm. the recovery as well. Yeah. But you got your beautiful baby girl at the end of it all. And I remember just like looking at you and Evan and just (laughs) like seeing you guys both tear up over this beautiful girl that you brought into the world. And he was like, Evan was just so in awe of you, was just like, I cannot believe, and he kept saying that, like, I can't believe you just did that, I can't believe you just did that, (laughs) and so, like, I was so honored to be a part of that experience, and then fast forward, you found out you were pregnant with Brian when Blake was how old? Eight, nine months. Yeah, Yeah. eight or nine months, that sounds about right, so. I, I found out on Mother's Day. That I was pregnant. That is so good. <laughs> That's like the best gift. Slash it was. surprise. <laughs> it was a complete surprise. Well, yeah. like a few days before I was like, I'm pregnant. I know I'm pregnant. <laughs> but, but then I remember you and I had a conversation. You're like, no, I'm not. Like, yeah. there, you know, I, I think I started my period. And then you ended up Having, taking a pregnancy test and yeah. being like, okay, I was spotting and I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. And so kind of, oh, go ahead. I just remember telling Evan, I'm pregnant. I know I'm pregnant. And he's like, <laughs> you always think you're pregnant. You're not pregnant. <laughs> and like four days later, I took the test and he was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Well, it was meant to happen. And then going, so going into your pregnancy, kind of being really like close to your labor and delivery with Blake, Yeah. kind of what was your mind, like your mindset? How did that change a little bit during this, the, the second pregnancy that you had? Yeah, I, I really wanted to do it naturally. I mm. really didn't, didn't want to have to be induced. Um, mm. I really wanted to, and, and because you were going through everything with uh, becoming a doula and just like mm-hmm. normal conversation, I'm like learning a ton of stuff through you those <laughs> in those nine months. And so I'm, mm. I feel like I had more information and I felt more empowered that like, mm. well, yeah, like I can do this, you know, and I, I really wanted to be able to do that. Um, um, do you feel like being a second time mom too, like experiencing it for the second time, it wasn't so foreign and so it was a little bit less scary? Yeah, I do think it was less scary. I think I definitely felt like I know that my body can do this regardless mm-hmm. of how we get there. I mm-hmm. know my body can do it. I feel like I was more this time, um, just more like however it happens, it's going to be okay because I had, mm-hmm. I've had i done the side that, I didn't want to happen, you know, Yeah, yeah. the way that I would have rather it not go. Yeah. Uh, and so I know that, you know, if that had to happen again, I would still have my beautiful son. Mm-hmm. I would be okay. And it would be just fine. You know, two days yeah. after your birth, you're like, you don't even remember what happened pretty much. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I knew, I knew that and felt confident that it was going to be okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I wanted to prepare more. Yeah. Which I feel like I did. I feel like I like was practicing my breathing techniques yeah. all the time. And even without contractions, just like if I was getting anxious or mm-hmm. you know, anything like that, I would use those breathing techniques. Um, I just, I felt like I, I felt more prepared. I felt more confident. And mm-hmm. I felt like I said, more confident that either way it's going to be okay. And I don't need to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, which that's kind of what happens when you've gone through something before, you know, Yeah. it's not as scary. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think that does play a role in how you prepare and just like, it takes some of the guesswork out of it. But then at the same time, I remember you feeling nervous because going from, you know, a, like more of a medicalized birth where there were more interventions to really wanting to have like a very natural experience without the induction, without the, without the epidural, it was kind of like experiencing birth like all over for the again. first time yeah. again a little bit. Yeah. And I just remember you just constantly grappling with like, can I do this? Can I do this? And I think that's every mom, every mom grapples with that. I think every pregnancy, you know, at at some point you're like, it's a whole new thing. I'm going to have to do this at the end of nine months. Can I do this? You know, because every pregnancy and every birth is different, you know? And so you do have to kind of like figure that out for yourself and come to those terms. And, you know, yeah, like you said, prepare again. Um, so going into, you know, your birth experience with Brian, feeling a little bit more informed, a little bit more empowered, um, you know, having f- more tools in your toolbox for how to like cope with your labor, kind of walk us through your experience with, with Brian's birth. Yeah. So, um, also I want to add to really quick, yeah, be like another thing that you suggested that totally helped is like, um, I just would repeat things to myself, like affirmations, Mm. like I can do this. Like my body Mm. was made to do this. I can do this. And I remember even in labor telling myself those things out loud. Mm. And those Mm. like it, it's, you feel stupid saying it. You feel like dumb kind of, I did a little bit like talking to myself, like, (laughs) but it helps because I feel like you're what I feel like it goes to your mind and it, Mm -hmm. and it, you know, your body, like you, I see your body follows. And like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like that really was important. Um, Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I think you're exactly right. And I think more moms, like it's just, it's feeding yourself truth because our mind lies to us all the time, you know, and it wants to instill doubt and fear and make us feel like we're not worthy. And all the time, like, especially as women, I feel like we have to combat those things. And especially when it comes to pregnancy and birth, just affirming ourselves and saying, no, I can do this. I was built to do this. Like my mind's not going to hold me back because I know my body can do this. And so I think that is so powerful. So thanks for adding that in. Yeah, that yeah. it was something that totally changed things, I think, for me. So mm-hmm. um, so with Brian, um, things were pretty good with him still. Um, towards the end, again, I ended up having more fluid. Um, mm-hmm. But this time, I was like, if I can keep going, if he's healthy and I'm healthy, mm-hmm. I want to keep waiting. Like, I was like, I will wait till 42 weeks. I, yeah. <laughs> I want to give him a chance to come on his own. Um, Mm -hmm. and my doctor was on board with that. And, 
we just, I kept having to go do non-stress tests like twice a week, um, Mm -hmm. just to monitor the fluid and the placenta and him. And if, you know, everything was okay and he was fine. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so we just kept waiting. And at one point, um, I remember like bending over to change Blake and I swore my water broke. I was, like, I was like, either my water broke or I full on peed my pants. Like not just like a, a like drizzle, like full on peed my pants. And everyone's like, oh, your water broke. Your water totally yeah. broke. Go to the hospital. I called and they're like, okay, come in and we'll like make sure. And mm-hmm. I get there and literally everyone is like, your water broke, your water broke. Yeah. And they're like, nope, you're fine. Your water <laughs> break. And I was like, you've got to. I just peed myself. <laughs> I literally full on peed my pants. And and it wasn't so much my fault. He was super, super low for like yeah. months. And yeah. I was like three centimeters dilated by like, what, like by the beginning of my ninth month. And yeah. so. And everyone was like, oh, you're going to go into yeah, labor like My doctor today. was like, you're not going to your due date. She was like, I'd be surprised mm-hmm. if he doesn't come like three weeks early. Like she was like, yeah, I can feel his whole head. Like, yeah, like you're not going to your due date. And so literally time is just passing and passing and passing. And like, (laughs) what in the world is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But so, um, and, and I feel like I prepared a lot more, not this, I guess is not preparation, but there were a lot of more things, a lot more things that I did that I feel like naturally could have helped him come. Mm, um, like yeah. I was doing like the clary sage and coconut oil. Um, mm. I was trying to do a lot of uh, like the um, the rosemary um, tea. And, oh, no, yeah. The raspberry, raspberry, the red leaf. raspberry leaf tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> raspberry or rosemary tea. The <laughs> raspberry leaf tea um, to like strengthen my uterus, which I didn't really mm-hmm. know a ton about before. Um, Mm -hmm. I was like doing a lot of like exercising on the bouncing ball. Mm -hmm. And I also had a, like at that, at the very end, she was 17 months old. And so I had a toddler who I thought you were so active with. Yeah. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. also a contributing factor to why I wasn't as like nervous this time. I think Mm -hmm. I didn't Mm -hmm. really have a lot of time just to like sit down and constantly be thinking about it yeah until mm-hmm. the very end um yeah but I was like walking up and down two flights of stairs like multiple times a day and yeah. with Blake I was like the kind of classic like first yeah pregnancy, I'm just gonna eat whatever I want sit on the couch yeah. and watch movies you know yeah yeah and definitely like the physical work that you put in beforehand yeah I feel like definitely helped you the second time around for sure yeah yeah, so I um I woke up at like midnight, about midnight, and um and what? How close were were you to your due date at this point? I was five days away. Okay, um, so you so, woke up at midnight, yeah, five I, days away from your due date. Yeah, um, and I was like having kind of contractions, but I had been having like contractions here and there mm-hmm. uh, previously, like for like a month, and so I was like, oh, I don't know. Um, but then I got up and I had diarrhea a few times pretty bad. And then I was just like laying in bed 
and the contractions kept coming and I woke up Evan and I was like, I think this might be it. I was like, but I've also thought that my water broke like a week ago. So I'm not sure about anything. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's like you're experiencing this for the first time. So, yeah. And exactly. Because you know. I, I have no idea what it's like to go into labor naturally. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know mm-hmm. anything that that would feel mm-hmm. like, you know. And so I remember I laid in bed for like an hour and they kept getting closer. They started out at like 10, 11 minutes and then they got to about like eight minutes apart. And it had been going on consistently for like an hour. And so Evan was like, okay, well, and he was like, this is probably it. And so I was like, okay, well, let's get our bags packed. We hadn't even had our bags packed. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, let's like get going. And, you know, just in case, I was like, Mm -hmm. just in case this is it. Um, And so like, it was so weird. The second I stood up, they went from eight minutes to like four minutes. And I was like, okay, this is definitely it. And Mm -hmm. then we called literally everybody and nobody answered. And we were like, who's going to come watch Blake while I'm (laughs) giving birth? And his uh, brother finally answered and like woke up his mom and his mom came over. You came over. Um, And I remember when you got here, I still was like, are we sure this is it? And you were like, you're in labor. (laughs) As you're sitting on the birth ball, like breathing through your contractions every four minutes apart. Like, yes, this is it. (laughs) Yeah. And so then, um, I, we were like talking about, okay, should we go to the hospital? Should we wait a little bit longer? Because Mm -hmm. that was another thing that I, I did want. I was like, I, preparing for it, I was like, okay, I want to labor at home as soon as possible because I know, or as long as possible, Mm -hmm. because I know that the, you know, the chances of intervention, the earlier you go in, the higher they are. And so I was like, okay, I want to stay home as long as possible. Um, and I was able to talk through like in between the contractions, I was like, nothing's even going on. Um, but when the contractions were happening, I was like bent over and breathing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think we were, I think we were kind of like, okay, we could wait a little bit. And then I don't know why, but we were like, okay, let's go. And I think it was like 2 a.m. We ended up leaving Mm -hmm. and we got to the hospital at like 2.30. And on the drive there, I was like, good thing we came now because they like started just getting more and more intense. Um, And we got in and we checked in and we got into the triage room and the nurse uh, checked me. And when I got there, I was like a six already. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that was something that That's was like amazing. so empowering to me. I was like, I've already gotten to a six and yeah. I haven't had any medication, anything. And I've mm-hmm. been like, I was like, I've been handling these really well. And so yeah. I was like, I can do this. And um, the nurse was like, I'm not even going to like waste time in here. She was like, I think this is going to be fast. And so she like started to move us to our room. Um, And she, I remember, and it was just so cool. She, our nurse ended up being, she was a doula. Mm -hmm. um, And she ended up being like, do you want to do this naturally? Or do you want medication? And I was like, no, I really want to do this naturally. And she looked at me and she was like, you are so in control of your body right now. She was like, you are going to be able to do this. And I just remember Mm. like almost wanting to cry. I was like, yeah, so excited. I was just like, I can freaking do this. And this is going to be great. And um, we like got into the room and, um, you know, they did all the like, she like checked, uh, admitted me in our actual room instead of in triage. 
and um, the contractions just kept coming and coming. Um, they tried to give me an IV and they tried like six times yeah. and the ICU nurse had to come down and finish my IV cause they couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but they finally did. And then, um, I just, it just seems so short compared to, yeah. <laughs> compared yeah. to like, but I just, I kept having contractions and, um, I just remember the best thing being like literally completely relaxing my entire body from my head Mm. to my toes, like just Mm. having to completely just like be limp and like even my mouth just like, like everything Mm -hmm. being completely relaxed um, and breathing. The breathing was like the lifesaver to it. Mm. It was the best thing that I could have ever done is practice those breathing techniques and being able to implement them in labor without being like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Like I didn't practice this. And so like not being able for it to come naturally. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that was great. And then um, they came in, the doctor came in and I was about at an eight and Mm -hmm. he was like, honestly, if we break your water right now, you're probably going to have him in like the next hour. And so Mm – I remember like kind of being like, oh gosh, I don't know if I'm ready for that because they also Mm -hmm. said like, once we break your water, things are going to get a lot more intense. And so I was like, but I've come this far. I don't, you know, I don't want (laughs) to like end up being like, no, give me an epidural. And um, she was like, take your time. You know, you can decide. And then, uh, I mean, I think it was only like a few minutes. And then I was like, let's just break my water. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we broke my water and that's a crazy feeling. Like, feeling like all of a sudden the baby you can it definitely it feels like all of a sudden the baby isn't like floating or protecting anything it feels like they're just like there they're ready yeah (laughs) boom yeah (laughs) Yeah. um and so after she broke my water things definitely started to pick up I remember I remember thinking like before that I was like oh I want to have all these different like positions that Mm. I like you know can labor in because with Blake, I wasn't able to really do any of that because I had the, yeah. um, and, but I, the only position that felt good was like hunched over, like yeah. sitting on the ball, like hunched over and just holding on to Evan. And yeah. I was like, I could have labored like that. I pretty much did labor like that the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And then I got on all fours and started yeah. laboring like that. And I never understood until it happened, what everybody says and what you always say about like, you're, you could literally be unconscious and your body would push the baby out. Like Mm -hmm. that's what happens. I never understood that until like, until I was like, my body was just pushing on its own and I wasn't quite there yet. They were like, try not to push, you know, I had like a tiny little bit on one side that still needed to dilate. Other than that, I was at, I think about a 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just like, I remember being on all fours and I, like, it, like, this is going to sound really weird, but it was like, I was like heaving. It was like, just like, yeah. oh, like I like yeah. had to put, it was just doing it. Was it was so involuntary. Yeah. Just like my body, your body was doing the pushing for you and people were like, try not to push, yeah. try not to push. And it's like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I cannot not push. I And I, I remember being really nervous because I was like, I don't, I feel like I physically cannot push, but I don't want to 
they're telling me not to, I don't want to do anything to hurt myself, to hurt the baby, Mm. you know? Yeah. And so I just like was trying to breathe through as much as I could. Mm. Um, and then I think they came and they checked me and then they were like, okay, you can push. And Mm -hmm. so and (laughs) I remember being on all fours and I had like the gown and I, I, they tried to roll me onto my back so I could push and the gown is like wrapped around me. And I was like, get this thing off of me. I was like, I feel like I'm like suffocating here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then we got onto my back and surprisingly that was the best way for me to push. I felt like I wanted to push. Yeah. Cause I remember you tried to push for a little bit on all fours and you know, you were like, no, I want to be you know, on my back. And then you brought yourself up Uh, a little bit, um, to where like you could hold your legs. And it's funny because, you know, that's the position where like, try not to be in that position, but really it depends on every woman and every labor. And so it just goes to show that you were in tune with your body and your baby. And you're like, this is the position, like instinctually you were like, this is the position that I need to be in. Yeah, it was, it was, I, it's so weird that, cause you say that and it's like, it was totally instinctual. Like I, Mm. and because preparing like, and you know, knowing all the different suggestions and you know, Mm. this might be better, this might be better. I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll end up, you know, giving birth on all fours or maybe I'll squat or, you know, something. But in that moment, I was like, no, I need to be on my back and I want to be sitting up and just like kind of like in a ball. Yeah. um, Yeah. And so I got – once I got there, I – the contractions really slowed down too. Mm. Do you remember that? Like I was pushing. Yeah. And that's like normal too, you know, which I remember asking the doctor, I was like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, is he still coming? Like, uh, cause five minutes ago, the contractions were like, boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Um, But she was like, that's your body. Just like giving you some time to rest. And yeah. Um, or did I think, I think she said that. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But, um, (laughs) so then I think, I pushed, I think, three times. Yeah. And came out and yeah. it was great. And like, and honestly, like, I don't, it sounds crazy. This is going to sound like absolutely crazy. But as I'm thinking about it now, and I know like oxytocin, oxytocin has like the amnesia effect and all of that. But <laughs> yeah. as I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, I don't feel like Brian's birth, like doing it naturally was any more painful than Blake's yeah like I do not Mm. feel that whatsoever and so yeah why like that it was Brian's birth was just it's a surreal experience yeah I was like yeah this is just like that was the best like possible Mm. outcome that we could have ever had like it was great it was and and I I don't like I don't want to be like someone that's like an like always do it naturally because you'll feel like mm. so much better and it'll always be better because like, I really do think that it depends on the circumstance. It depends yeah. on the person. And I like looking back on Blake's birth, it was a beautiful, beautiful birth. And it was mm-hmm. a beautiful thing to bring Blake yeah. into the world. And Brian's was just the same. Like I, yeah. I would, you know, want, want that was the birth. experience that needed to happen for that birth. Yeah. And yeah. it no, was totally, just, it was great. And I really, it's like, I don't know, you feel kind of like, and like I said, I don't mean this in a way of like epidurals, inductions, 
amazing. Like there is no, not one is better than the other. Yeah. But I walked away from it being like, man, like I'm a badass. Like you feel so strong and like powerful. Yeah. And it was great. And after, like I said, I felt great after like I had Yeah, him. kind of you share that experience postpartum because he said you feel like the epidural is kind of what made you feel a little bit like that made that initial postpartum feel yeah. a little bit, you know, uncomfortable yeah. um, and took some adjusting to what kind of was that postpartum experience with Brian's birth? Yeah, after, I mean, I had him at 5.30 in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. So like we had the whole day to like be awake yeah. and people coming and everything. And so- I think that it was just like perfect the way that it happened because if I had had Blake's birth at 5 30 mm-hmm. in the morning and then have yeah. to the whole day, that would yeah. be really difficult. Um, but like I said, after I felt, I f- literally felt like I, I don't, I don't want to make Yeah. Like you could have gone it. and taken care of your toddler. Yeah, I was like, I could go home right now. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I felt great. Like I did not feel like I had just had a baby and, mm-hmm. um, And I was, like, up and walking around, like, going to the bathroom just fine. Even my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law were like, wow, Mm -hmm. you are doing, like, so much better than Mm -hmm. how you were after you had Blake. Like, I could – like I said, it was hard to get up and go to the bathroom or sit back down. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, obviously, like, as the epidural is wearing off, you feel, like, you know, your limbs and everything don't feel super normal. Uh, Yeah. But, yeah, after Brian, it just – it felt – great. I felt really great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's just like, uh, the cherry on top of how like you're able to work with your body in labor to make it so it was manageable. Cause I remember that was like one of the first things that you said mm-hmm. in kind of like processing your birth, like while we were still at the hospital, you're like, I can't believe like how manageable that was. Yeah. Like, I feel like there was one time, I mean, you kept asking us like, can I do this? Can I do this? And we kept being like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And then there was one time where I think you were in transition where you're like, like honestly looked in the eyes, like, can I do this? Mm -hmm. But besides that, I don't feel like there was like a time where you were like, I can't do this. You know, you just needed that, those affirmations from your support team telling you, yes, you can do this. I remember in my, I remember thinking in my head at one point, like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And then I remember just, I, and this is something that you have said like over and over again, it's just one more contraction, one more contraction, Mm. one more contraction, Mm. one more, and you're closer to meeting him one more Mm. and you're closer to meeting him. And I kept trying to repeat that in my head because I just was like, I don't, I don't want to give up. You know, I, I, yeah. I can do this. And I think too, at the point when I was like, I honestly don't know if I can do this. And I remember in my head fighting with myself being like, <laughs> ask for the epidural. No, you're not going to ask for the epidural. Like I remember fighting with myself. And then honestly, it seemed like things just kept like progressing. And yeah. as I kept saying, no, I'm not going to do it. Or like, no, I'm not going to ask for it. Mm-hmm. It was like it got to the point where there was not even time to to ask for it. Yeah, 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 definitely. I feel like you started like when you're like, "Can I do this?" Was your the point where 
it was like the point of no return. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you can do this and you, and have, you to. have to do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I love that you can look back on both of your experiences, both being so different mm-hmm. and seeing beauty in both of those. And I think that's such an encouragement for moms who are deciding if they want an epidural or if they want a natural birth or if they, you know, need to be induced or, you know, if they can wait, just there's so many options. And to know that there's no wrong or right way to give birth, I think that's just really encouraging. And so I think just showing that, you know, there are pros and cons to each kind of birth and different feelings and physical sensations that come along with both sides. And so like, thank you so much for sharing both of those experiences with us. Yeah. 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 And I, just to reiterate what you're saying, I think that, I think that every woman, no matter how they give birth should feel extremely empowered and extremely just amazing about themselves because like you said, there's no right or wrong way. And I, I hate thinking that, you know, someone watching someone who's given a natural birth and that person having not feeling worse about themselves or anything like that. Yeah, because it's not at all. brought a baby what, into this world. And exactly. whatever means you had to do that is perfect. And I think yeah. that that's just something that is amazing. So, Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, if there's one thing that you could share with any mom that's listening to this who is, you know, either processing through their birth story or approaching their birth or in those first few weeks of postpartum. I know this is a big question, mm-hmm. but what would what would what would be the thing that you think that they need to hear? Like the big tech takeaway for them. Um, I feel like this I feel like it's okay like not to be okay sometimes. Mm. And I think that Mm. that, and maybe this is just because this is like the kind of the season that I'm going through right now, uh, just in postpartum and like bonding with my new baby. Um, Mm. just, and, and I think that that can be applied to labor to, you Mm -hmm. know, preparing for labor while you're pregnant and postpartum, just, it's okay to need help. It's okay not to have it all together. Um, Mm it's okay to be an emotional wreck. It's okay Mm -hmm. to say, I can't do this and I need help or Mm -hmm. I need an epidural or I'm scared to, to go into labor. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's okay not to have it all together. And I really, really do think as moms, we put the pressure on ourselves to Mm -hmm. have everything together, to be, you know, the backbone of the family, to, to be this strong woman for our children, you know, to, Mm -hmm to not want to burden our husbands with, you know, things because they have a lot going on too, you know, all of that, whatever part of this journey, I think that Mm. it's okay to, to take a step back and be like, I need some help. And I think that that's just so important. And like I said, that's kind of where we are right now. My husband's having to do a lot more than he did, I think with Blake, Um, Mm. just because I'm, I've been having a little bit of a hard time adjusting Um, and so just, and I need to remind myself that that's okay. And this is just a short time and, you know, you are an amazing mother and Mm -hmm. you're no other mom could be a better mom to your kids than you. And I think that that's something that I would really love to hear. And that's something that I appreciate when other people tell me that. Mm. 
That's awesome. Well, I think that's going to be so encouraging for moms to hear because you're right. It applies to whether you're pregnant, whether you are actively giving birth or you are in that postpartum period asking for help and knowing that you, there is so much strength in asking for that help and being okay with things not playing out exactly like you envision them to, um, you know, just taking it as it goes. And so, um, I think that's a huge encouragement and I know that mamas listening to this are going to be so encouraged by both your birth stories and just that little bit of encouragement at the end for them. Is there anything that you want to add to that? I don't think so. Just, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Said all you could say. I love it. (laughs) I think I cut you off. You said, I hope. I just, I hope that it is an encouragement. Good. Because that it is a, it can be, it can, you can feel like weak if you ask for help Mm. or, you know, and I hope that that's an encouragement that you're not weak and that you are strong and you're capable and sometimes needing help is the best thing that you can ask for. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Well, thank you again. I know that you have probably maybe a tiny bit of nap time left, so (laughs) I hope you can have a little bit of alone time before the two Julians wake up. So, (laughs) okay. Well, thank thank you. you again for sharing your story and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Well, mamas, I hope you are encouraged by Tessa's birth stories and know that you can find empowerment and beauty no matter what your birth experience is. She talked about the power of her mind in both pregnancies and births and how fear sucks the confidence we have when it comes to birth. If you want to build up your confidence in your ability to birth and be a mama, you can purchase and download the Built to Birth Affirmation Meditations through my website that I have linked in the show notes. If you want to learn more about how to build up your mind, body, and team to experience a happier, healthier, and easier birth, I have an online childbirth education course coming out so soon. So head over to my website, builttobirth.com, which is also linked in the the show notes, and subscribe to the weekly email newsletter so that you can stay up to date on what's happening at Built to birth and when the course is being released. Until then, thanks for being with me in this podcast and I'll see you in the next one.